Welcome to the Finnish Football Show. Uh, my name is Rich Nelson. I'm joined today by Keke Mulani. Hi, Keke. Hello. And Mark Hayton. Hello, Mark. Hi. Uh, producer Mark Wiltshire is uh, unavailable. He's probably moonlighting back at uh, Asugo again. Now, um, this is a special bonus episode we're doing. This is recorded the day after Finland v Russia in the European Championships. Uh Finland lost 1-0 after our opening win against Denmark. So, uh, Mark, the first question is, what happened? <laughs> um, well, we got done, I reckon. Um, it was a 1-0 defeat uh, to, the, to the Russians, the old neighbours. Uh, and it was an interesting game uh, that had very little quality. Uh, going going both ways. Um, Russia nicked it with the, the moment, I think, of really any... There was only one moment in the whole match that had any real quality in it, and that was the, the goal that they scored. Um, Finland played well for about 45 minutes, and then they played average for about 10, 15, and then I think they either ran out of steam or, or just got lost uh, at the end of the second half. So right now, I'm feeling pretty disappointed because... Going into the game, I think me and, and everybody else here, I thought we all thought like we had a shot at getting at least a point from the Russians, probably even a bit more. Yeah, I mean, uh, Keke, we watched the game together in the pub and um, that first, um, what, four minutes before Poyon Pala had the ball in the back of the Russians' net. And um, yeah, it was all a little bit um, like Christmas had come a little bit too early for us. What do you think? Yeah, exactly that. I mean... Um... First of all, it was great to, for us to be together again and, um, yeah, settling down in a, in a different venue this time, but still a few Finland fans dotted around. Um, and, yeah, a couple of minutes in, what was it, four minutes on the clock, and we were, we were out of our seats, jumping up and down, hugging strangers and um, celebrating Poy and Fellows and that, and second header in two games. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't long before old... Um, Vlad got on the phone to the VAR box and um, and said you need to rule that one out. So um, I mean, I'm not VAR's greatest fan, but that was a bit of a sickness to take. Um, to be honest, I think you know I know the rule. It's any part of your body that you can score with is is in front of the defender, then it's it's offside. But it just looked like it was just his nose or his fringe or whatever. You know what I mean? It was like um, so so close. And um, and as as we said to each other in in the pub there, Rich, I think that that disallowed that goal being disallowed really sort of stunned Finland, and it seemed to galvanise the Russians. I mean, um, as it comes as it came so early in the game, it, um, yeah, it sort of it really was really sort of was a, a winding or or a body blow to to Finland. I think. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting after having watched the Denmark game and. You know, we've talked about what happened there with the, the Ericsson incident, so I don't, don't think it's wise to cover that again. But the the goal that came from that, that Finland's winner, um, it was a cross into the box from Jera Urenen. Poyan Palo headed it in. Um, yeah, Schmeichel could have done better, but it was a clearly a tactic. Get the ball, cross it into the box, get Poyan Palo on the end of it. Four minutes into this game, virtually exactly the same thing. The defender gets robbed, ball into the box, and like, yeah, he was 
inches, if that, offside eyebrow or something like that. It was his needs to get a haircut. But um, it, it was interesting watching, you know, again, that because that was what Finland were trying to do. And it was almost like Russia. It was like a shot across the, the nose for them to kind of think, right, this is what's going to happen. We need to be more careful. And I think having that and, and Finland, like, I mean, we, we've talked about this previously, looking at the Russia game as kind of the one that we could get a result from, assuming we'd have gone into it with zero points. And it's strange how the mindset changed and maybe having that bit of confidence and that. But, um, I mean, Mark, we we guested, and we'll, we'll talk about our various media ventures shortly, but we spoke to our Russian counterparts um, just, just before we came on here. And um, the words that came up that were mentioned in our WhatsApp group were um, game management. So uh, what did you think of how Russia managed the game? Well, I mean, first off, um, first off, they pressed, so they, they switched to a back three, and then they pushed forward. I think I'm not sure that it galvanised the Russians that that disallowed goal, but it certainly woke them up, right? They were they were a lot sharper in their pass, and then they they kind of knew, you know, that that uh, that we were going to press them and that we were, we were going to close them down. For that first half part, you know, they pressed us uh, a hell of a lot, quite deep, which actually did, suited us quite well because they they couldn't connect passes in the early stages of the game. And whenever we were able to put our foot on the ball and then break away, their approach to game management meant basically, you know, hacking the, the ankles away from Glenn Kamara or, or Robin Ludd, who were looking to carry the ball forward. That left us with a lot of, you know, a lot of free kicks that were sort of midway to midway in our own half to the halfway line. But it, it basically just cut out all of our, you know, uh, good counter-attacking intent. It really limited our ability to shift the ball forward. In the second half, I mean, they, they then turned around that, 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 that when they were quite happy to kick lumps out of us in the first half, second half, they went down, you know, for a feathers touch. You know, they, they just, they were, they spent most of the second half rolling around on the floor and playing for time uh, or, or bundling over our players in general. Uh, what's the right word? Some kind of housery, <laughs> some kind of housery uh, that, uh, that uh, left, a, left a bad taste, I think, in, in, in the mouth. It's difficult when you see that when, you know, Finland don't play in that way at all. And to be honest, I mean, the stakes in this match were obviously far higher than any game Finland have been involved in. But it's, um, you know, when, when you look at the foul on Doivio on the mm. wing, you know, in, in the second half, you know, that was a prime example. I mean, he, he had no eyes on the ball whatsoever. This absolute lump just went into him. And... Um, it's difficult when, you know, you see that Finland were missing Tim Sparv. He was dropped and he said it was a tactical decision. There's obviously concerns around his sort of physical fitness as well, having played 75 minutes against Denmark. And, and Rasmus Schuller came in, did okay. I mean, like, you know, in a Finland's shirt, he's, you know, maybe at club level, he's giving us sort of sevens and eights out of ten. He, he didn't let himself down but I mean perhaps the the difference in what they offer in mobility you, you do lose in the experience and, and the game intelligence that Sparv brings and I do wonder if you know I'm not going to go back in time and change it but um, perhaps having that older head on the pitch things might have played out slightly different Keke? I think um, I think you're right there and and what Mark also said I mean the second half for the Russians was all about the dark arts and maybe 
it's tricky for Finland because you know they they did have they did have to look for a goal for an equaliser and um, and maybe they I mean I wouldn't even call them naive they they didn't really have a choice you know but they weren't naive to the dark arts it was just the way the game sort of panned out every every single challenge every single touch the Russian lads were going down and and sort of clutching whatever part of their body they felt they could get away with and um, and staying down for a good considerable amount of time. Going, going back to the first half, I mean, um, I get the idea, you know, the tactic is to sort of draw the opponent onto you, soak up a bit of pressure and then and then try and try and break away. And, and we did that a couple of times. I mean, um, Puki got away more than once and, uh, and, and, and looked okay. Um, poor old Yoli had a couple of air shots. Um, one where I mm. think it was Puki who took it off his toe. But, um, but yeah, that, as it was coming up to half time, I I, I said to Rich, I was like, I I can't stand this, you know, like they're just, it was just like the Russians were having pop shots. I know we were sort of keeping them at bay a little bit, but it's, for me, it's just the sort of the law of averages. If you, if you throw the dart that many times, one of them, one of them is going to hit the the ball, doesn't it? You know what I mean? So, um, and it was, it was ultimately that, that one little, Shimmy, that one little bit of quality where the, the chap shifted it onto the other foot, opened up a bit of space and just sort of curled it into the net that it's given them the win at the end of the day. But yeah, the, the falling over in the second half did leave a, a bit of a frustration uh, with us, I, I have to say. In that, I think you're right. We did invite them onto us, right? Like we kept we kept the same sort of shape and depth as we had against Denmark. And I think that the tricky thing against Russia is they were playing wingbacks and they, I don't think they've got anybody that's as fast as the likes of Paulson or Braithwaite or, um, you know, any, any of the other uh, pacey Danish forwards. We could have quite easily, and we've done it before in games, sort of stepped up that back three, you know, higher up into the pitch to try and press the, press the space and leave a little bit in behind because that Zuba, Zuba, guy, Zuba guy, the fridge or whatever he is, he's not going to get a, a yard of pace on you. You know what I mean? I don't think we, we, we had any... Um, you know, threat threat coming in from there, but they did they did um, you know we did invite them onto us. We did sit, sit a little bit probably too deep, um, and it was a, unfortunately it was a really it was a good goal. You know, what I mean, it was a, I mean he was in half a yard of space, edge of the box, driv- dribbling through, quick one two, and then he, he hit the he hit the postage stamp. It's um it's one of those things as well that um after the the first round of fixtures that Lucas Radetzky was by statistically the best goalkeeper in, in the round. I think at one point he was the highest scoring player. But um, his save in the second half as well, it was a, a very important save after um, the, the ball was lost. And I mean, Russia probably disappointed not to score that. But I mean, Lucas has come into this in, in excellent form. But um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say really, I mean, had that gone in, it would have been game over. But after that, Finland made some changes. Um, Puki coming off was kind of the the signal at the end that things were going to change and we weren't really sure how. I mean, we were in the pub together. Keke, what, what did you make of it all? Well, I think it was um, it was typical, not quite knockout football, but typical, you know, there's you've got, to, you've got to go for broke, haven't you? And I think he just, I think he just tried to stick on, stick on, people with a bit of pace. I mean, um, Lassie Lappanainen came on. Um, we haven't seen him for a while, you know, and, uh, and he came on and, uh, and sort of 
I suppose the idea was to inject a bit of pace into it. I was pleased to see Puru Soyeri come on. I mean, um, straight away, as soon as he come, as soon as he come on, he, he had a, he had a bit of an impact. You know, he's twisting and turning, a bit of close control, as well as a running with a ball, a bit of pace. But ultimately, the um, the dice throwing did. I mean, well, you could say it didn't work. We didn't we didn't get the equaliser, but by the same token, we didn't sort of let them run away with it. So. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's just a little bit frustrating. I mean, I do think we do have to remember how far we have come, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we're, we're sitting here after two games with three points. And had you have said that a month ago, you'd have, you'd have you know, you'd have been rubbing your hands together, wouldn't you? But um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just the, the way it panned out yesterday after, after the Denmark game is a bit, especially as all of us, and I think everyone else would have targeted this, Russia game is the, the most likely fixture for us to get some points on the board. It's just a bit of a shame how it panned out. But yeah, I think he sort of, he, he went for it. Who, um, who came on last? Was it uh, Freddie Jensen came on last? He, yeah, for Toivio. Yeah, took Toivio off. So we uh, got rid of another defender and chucked um, Jensen on. And it really was sort of go for broke time at that, at, at, at that, that point, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean... I, I couldn't agree more. I think there's a couple there's a couple of things to think about as well that we all know, but we maybe don't pay enough attention to. The first one is that, like, I mean, this is a step up, you know, for for everybody. This is the first proper tournament, so many of them will be playing at a, at a intensity that they have never done before in their careers. The second one is that we were playing in St. Petersburg at four o'clock, which was by all accounts 28, 29 degrees, and the Russians had an extra day. So in addition to all the stuff that went on in Copenhagen. Uh, oh no! Yeah, we 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 we'd been really exhausted, um, you know, from from all of the stuff that had happened on that Saturday night, and then we'd had to travel. Whereas the Russians are at their base camp in St. Petersburg, right? So they actually, you know, they got a nice rest day. They're in their home stadium. They're in the place. This is where Duba and a bunch Miranchek and the other guys they play there week in week out. So they had a they had a home advantage. They had you know extra time to sort of rest and recu- recuperate. And uh, and this is a big step up for everybody. Yeah, and um, you know, ultimately, you know, we're, we're talking about playing a Russia team who are fairly regular at major tournaments. Most of those players formed the bulk of the squad who got to the quarterfinals in 2018 in the manner that they made it to the quarterfinals. Um, <laughs> just in case, in case our friends are listening to unaccredited media, but it's um, <laughs> it's um, it, it's one of those. Things where, like you said, you know, we all looked at this game and, and thought that would be the, you know, the, the one we get points from. And ultimately, we, we go into the final game. Uh, and this evening, uh, Belgium came from behind to beat Denmark 2-1, which means that we're in the world of permutations in a way that Finland, you know, again, this is new for Finland, really. I mean, most of the permutations are, are quite straightforward. It's like you have to go and win in Portugal to qualify for <laughs> 2008 or something like that beat Liechtenstein at home happy days it's um we're in a world now where you're kind of having to assume and that these things never really work that you know the game between Belgium and Finland kicks off at 8 p.m UK time on Monday the game between Denmark and Russia kicks off at 8 p.m UK you know these are simultaneous games um every single action in those games is going to have some bearing to the point where a friend of the show, Egan, pointed out earlier that there could, I don't think it's possible now, but there would have been a set of results 
that would have meant that it would have gone down to the number of yellow cards over the course of the group stage. I, I, don't, I don't think that's possible now that the, the, the game today ended 2-1. But it's, you know, it's, we're in that point now where every goal matters. It's either if, fin, you know, if Finland draw, they'll probably almost certainly qualify. Mm. Um, if Finland win, happy days, six points qualify. If Finland lose, we're then looking at the other game, the Denmark-Russia game. Denmark currently have zero points, have to win. They have to win that game. Um, Russia could, again, <laughs> they're looking at thinking if the goal difference in that game changes. We're in this whole world, and we'll we'll talk about it on social media. And if we can work it out over the weekend, we'll maybe we'll do a blog post. But you know, and then we're in also in the permutations of first, second, third. Where does that go? And because Finland's group ends, I think it's the third group to finish out of the six. So then third place team will have to wait until the rest of the groups are finished to know if is have they done enough. So we shall see. Okay. okay. So is there um, talking about permutations and uh, and all the, all this other stuff? So is there a, as in there was in the, the World Cup in 2018? Is there a um, for those who are lucky enough to be topping the group? Is there a scenario where Belgium might want to not finish? Top? I mean, they're going to finish top of the group now. That's a daft question, but. You know how the which side of the draw they end up on and all that old business. That does does that come into it? I mean, if they get less points, or are they more likely to field a weakened side against us, or how does that all work out? I, I mean, the the way is the winner of Group B will play a third place team on the Sunday, so they get six days rest, um, and they go into that that game. Um, the team that comes second in Group B. We'll play the team that comes second in Group A, which is likely to be either Wales or Switzerland. Uh, and the team that comes third, assuming they're in the best third place, could face any of them. Uh, the way it works out, I don't know. But I think, I think they, Fran the, France is the most likely for us. Yeah, someone worked out that it'll probably be France, or the winner of that group anyway. Yeah. So, um, someone cleverer than me worked that out. Exactly. So we'll try and put something out on the uh, the the website over the weekend just to give everyone a little flavor i mean it'll be doing the rounds anyway but um i mean we're in a, a completely unique position for finnish football um you, you know going into the final game and this is the joy that in a 2014 tournament you can't be well, i think that the chance of being eliminated after two games are minuscule so you know whereas if this was a 16 or 32 team quite easily going to this without knowing what you need to do but we're going into Monday night going Finland chance of qualifying could still win the group true could come, true. Could come first second third or fourth yeah. <laughs> we don't know so it's going to be tense um, and I think Keke and I will be in the same pub watching the Finland game I, I imagine one of the many screens will also be showing at the time it's going to be a an interesting watch, a late night, hopefully a not a late night horror for the chaps in Finland. <laughs> 2016, Portugal did not win in their group. Three points, qualified as the third best team, went on to win the thing. There you go. Exactly, yeah. And Northern Ireland, they lost two games and won one, and they got mm. through as well. So, uh, 
it's precedent, isn't it? Could happen. And if we if we do get France, we're guaranteed for the next round because you know we all know how good we are against them. <laughs> exactly, we've got form. Actually, we've got form against Belgium. Mm. I think yeah. we they we haven't they haven't beaten us since the seventies. Yeah, um, and obviously we mentioned um, the Belgium was the game where uh, Bobby the hookyup made his appearance in two thousand and seven. So. I wonder if there's a lot of uh, Eurasian eagle owls flying around in St. Petersburg. It's not too far from Helsinki. So. Well, I'll be keeping my eye out for boobies on that night in particular. Yeah, I think we might be win or lose in the, the joys of West Kensington. <laughs> <laughs> keep a couple of pound coins for the pint glass on the way. Oh, Mark, producer Mark's going to be having a fit when he hears this. He will. <laughs> he, will. he will. This one's just for him. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Leaves the kids alone and this is what we get up to. Um, so, um, we, we, because this is a kind of short interlude, um, in, in lieu of half time, or well, to be honest, we're, we're towards the end. Um, how about we have a little chat and, and spread the word around some of our uh, media? I was gonna say another word, but some of the, the places that you can find what we've been doing. Uh, Mark, you've been uh, busy on radio and in print, yeah, yeah. I was in, uh, I was on BBC Radio Ulster. Uh, after the uh, given a report after the the, the Denmark game, and then uh, I've, I've done a couple of uh, print media's that that turned up. I was actually also interviewed on Danish media, and I can't remember now what the what the name of the Danish news news. Let's call it Denmark News Today. Uh, they, was yeah, that they, the they, same chap as Lasse's one, or was that a different uh, one? No, no, it wasn't. No, it's not Lasse. Lasse. Uh, Hilbert, which is he was DK News, um, but there was another one. So, I, I, so I was also interviewed for DK News, and then and then uh, another Danish outlet, and then um, I, I did an interview with uh, a writer who who posted in the Guardian about about it was previewing the the this Russia Russia Finland game. You wanted to make it sure that it, that wasn't your prediction in the yeah. I got I got like classically misquoted, so it was it was good. It was a nice piece that sort of mapped out the history, and then the, and then the lad, uh, the the writer said that he the, uh, a three one win would see rapturous celebrations in in Finland, and it, which is technically true, but it's not a something that I said or b believed w- that would that would happen. Uh, so yeah, distanced myself from that one. Um, and yeah, Mark Wilshire has been oh, he's been everywhere, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. BBC Five Live. He's now, I think, a regular contributor to BBC Radio Scotland. Um, all over the place. Yes. Terrible. Kick him. Um, where have you been spreading the word? Nowhere. No. No. <laughs> no. Not really. I mean, um, yeah, I haven't been. Uh, I haven't been on any radio shows or anything like that. But um, yeah, as I said the other day, my uh, my favourite photograph did appear again in uh, in the guardian and on the bbc website so i'm uh, i'm claiming that one but um but no it's good to see the uh, the name of the finnish football shows getting out there and um yeah hopefully we can uh, pick up a few more listeners and followers from uh, from your guys hard work in the mainstream media yeah it's only taken 10 years to get on the on bbc news but you've been uh, you've been rich on talk sport and bbc world and yeah so um i did a preview it was it was before the Denmark game but they were asking me about the Russia match and that was on BBC it was BBC Sports Day um, and it went out I think a few times on the 
the BBC World feed. So uh, seen by businessmen bored in their hotel rooms the world over. Um, yeah, and I did um, a short preview for TalkSport 2. They did coverage of the Finn and Russia game. And um, yeah, a couple of other bits as well. Um, uh, section in the, the Athletic as well. So it's... Um, Nice to yeah, so nice to get the fin and the various permutations of our name. They've uh, some of them have gone a little bit funny, but uh, I think if you even if you type Finland football into iTunes, it still comes up with our podcast. So uh, good, get in. <laughs> um, so we've talked about the result. We've talked about the Belgium game permutations. Uh, how are we feeling, Keke, mood wise? Well, yesterday when um, when we said our goodbyes, mate, I was understandably uh, a little bit upset, a little bit frustrated. But um, having having had time, twenty four hours to sort of settle and think about it, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm ultimately I'm proud of the boys what they've what they've achieved so far. I think um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that they all they they've all give it hundred percent, and you can't really ask for more. I mean. Um, Yere Uranen had a, had, a, had a decent game yesterday and all across the pitch, I think they give 100, 110%. So that's all, you can ask, that's all you can ask for. But I'm feeling good, you know. I would have taken this at the start, at the start uh, this position, going into the last game, as you say, with, with something to play for and, um, you know, and up against the, the FIFA world number one team with our, our, our decent historical record against them. So, um, yeah, I'm still feeling pretty good about it. And again, as long as the boys sing their hearts out with a, with a, when the national anthem comes along and um, and leave it all out on the pitch. I think we can go home happy. If we go home, we'll see. And Mark? Yeah, well, actually, I mean, my Copenhagen, this just in, so breaking news, my, my Copenhagen trip just finished. I, I don't have COVID. So that's, that's. Uh, I mean, I thought that, but but it's nice to get confirmation. That's good. I'm with Keke. You know, I think we've, I think both games, we, we applied ourselves well. You know, uh, it's been fantastic to watch Paolo Sarri Yuri sing the national anthem with a, with a, with a beaming smile on his face, like uh, like you know everything's come true. I'm happy with where we are. Uh, if we get something, we get something. Uh, if we don't, we don't. I think we'll be we'll be all right either way. We've done well, um, you know, uh, the tournament. But I, I actually do think you know if I look at if I look at Belgium, I reckon we can get something. I think um, I think they will rest. The likes of De Bruyne had a long season. Eden Hazard has not is not 100%, you know, after his injuries at Real. I think they might rest a couple of a couple of the big players, and that'll give us a shot. No, I was just um, just wanted to before we uh, before we do disappear. Uh, um, yes, it's the uh, it's the 19th anniversary of the SME core today. So um, those who those who are across our, our social media would have seen our posts earlier, but. Um, but yeah, just wanted to give a nod to the, the SMU core, their nineteenth anniversary, and um, yeah, a, a lot of them are a lot of them are still out there in St Petersburg waiting for the Belgium game. So hope they have a, a couple more good nights, and um, yeah, we'll see them see them again in the stands on Monday. It's it's one of the good things, you know, for, from the trips that have been made. I mean, the, the SMU core fans and and those others who've travelled, they've really given a good account of themselves. They've you know they've, they've made plenty of noise. They've from the videos and the footage we've seen, they've you know they've been good guests. Um, some of them have been a, a bit more eccentric. There's old uh, Simmer with the mite of football on his head. Yeah, yeah. quality. <laughs> it's um, it's it's good. You know, I mean, there, there's not been a thunderclap thing like like Iceland had, and 
or anything like that. But you know, they, they've it, it's just nice to see people, you know, go over there, enjoy themselves. I mean, even if Finland had been been beaten five nil in both games, there'd have been nothing else to write home about. They'd have still been singing, they'd have still been having a laugh, they'd have still been representing well. Um, and it's again, you know, we see something that not many countries are quite so good at, but the bond between the national team and the fans, and we've yeah. seen with the, the megaphones and all the thing, it's um, it's it's a special special link that they have, and and the fact that Paulo Lito and the Hukia have been making a big deal about the the anniversary of the forming of the SMU core as well, it's, it just goes to show that. I mean, it's easy to share a picture, but it's a lot harder to get the fans that, and the players singing together at the end of the game. Yeah, fair play. Um, well, I guess has, has anyone else got anything they want to? Well, um, how about we leave you with uh, just in case you're wondering that Finland are focused entirely on international football. There is a there are a number of domestic fixtures going on this weekend. <laughs> Think things never stop. I don't think they're not playing actually, but there is a full round of fixtures on Tuesday and Wednesday while we wait for the outcomes of the other group games. And uh, I will not bore you with the permutations of the Conference League draws either. <laughs> oh, well, I guess on that bombshell, um, how about we say goodbye? We'll go and watch the rest of the Holland game and uh, we wait till Monday with our eyes closed and everything crossed. Uh, yeah. Mark, Mark, thank you very much. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, at, at FC Swarmy. And Keke? You can follow me on Twitter on at Keke Mulleri, And don't forget to follow the Finnish Football Show on Instagram. Uh, and I'm Rich, I'm at Escape to Swarmy and between us we all manage there's the Facebook group, the Facebook page, the Instagram, the YouTube the TikTok that I barely touch our it's, official uh, website our official website, finishfootballshow.com we should really get uh, oh and uh, yeah, we, we sold a couple of t-shirts this week didn't we? Yeah, yeah so get yourself posted online, let us know uh, let us know where you are where you're wearing your t-shirt and oh just a word for our um our fantasy league as well. How's everyone getting on in our fantasy league? I think I'm like 11th, but I've still got, I mean, I've got all my, I'm all on Ronaldo. So, you know, I've still got a couple of days before I, before my money comes in. Well, as I'm we speak, saying, David Alaba's conceded a penalty, so I've lost points for that. Well, I'm just saying that um, Dynamo Mulari are, are in the Champions League spots in that league. So um, I'm, I'm taking that. Well, uh, if you're listening, the, uh, the winner does get an FFS t-shirt. So, um, Keith, get to get your size in, your order ready. Yeah, I've got them all already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good. All right, nice chaps, one. we'll uh, chat again after Monday. Talk to you mm. soon, guys. Cheers, lads. <laughs>